This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. But nobody hates KYT. No, how could you hate that guy? It's hard to hate him, man. Hard to hate him. You can't hate him. You can't. I'm going to try, though. I'm going to try. Just for funsies. Just for funsies. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Jay just agreed with Medina and my head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. (laughs) That's what it's like. I fucking, I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously, because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's trading to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 109 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with John, Scott, and Jay. How's it going, fellas? Sweet. What's up, KYT? How come Jay always runs into me when we do this? (laughs) Because you don't know your place. (laughs) (laughs) The, The feedback from last episode was kind of weird because all we got was more puke stories, which is something that I didn't expect. (laughs) Yeah, me me neither. And to be honest, uh, when Jay was reading that puke story, I wasn't even listening. I was like doing something else, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta go back and listen to this story. It must have been awesome. (laughs) What an idiot! See, that's why the voters shouldn't have picked you to be on the fucking show. I was voted in. He didn't pick you, that's for fucking sure. I don't remember being voted in. No, we wouldn't tell you they were. Ah, you idiot. You're like uh, McCain. You're like George Bush to our Obama. That's what you are. <laughs> Don't even go there, man. Don't you are. You're, you're fucking... Oh, man. But if I was uh, McCain, then McCain would have got voted in, dumbass. And he didn't. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like shitty that we got the fucking geriatric retard. <laughs> like everybody, like we wanted Obama, and then we got McCain. We got Sarah Palin. Ugh. You know, you can't bring, you can't, bring, you can't bring me. You're down. Sarah Palin. You're fucking. You can't bring me down because party. when I went to Toronto, I had so many fans. I know they're out there. I know they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> they were just really inspired that a Mexican made it north of the border. Hey, what's been seen cannot be unseen, man. I know that they're out there, bro, and they're rooting for me right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, and they are probably yeah, all eight of them. I don't care if it's eight. Eight's good enough. I'll podcast to eight. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're not on MTG Cast, probably only have eight viewers. <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. I think I think we're doing all right. I think uh, I don't. Think Update: we... If anybody didn't know that we're not on MTG Cast anymore, we're not on MTG Cast anymore. And yeah, that's it's... all we're gonna say about that. 
case anyone didn't know that. Just FYI, you can't find our podcast there. Like, don't don't be like, hey guys, where's your fucking podcast? We're How come we're gonna AFTG cast and I can't download your podcast? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's not there. It's not there. It's not like we're <laughs> terrible fans of high pitched voices. Because <laughs> the good fans are like sexy, like chocolate, like fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky, tricky Jared. But like the shitty fans, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, oh my gosh. Where's the <laughs> And then you know we're just like holy shit, just shit, just just fucking. You know, man. So what are you guys playing in the magical world? In the magical world. Well, I've been uh, tinkering with some different modern lists. I turn around at my table and I see the haunted zoo list sitting all laid out. So I'm going to give that a shot, see if that's actually any good. I know so KYT did pretty well with it, so... You're still on the modern on the modern train? I, I've been playing a shit ton of Commander with my kid, too, because like, he's around and stuff, so that's been really good. And um, we've been playing a lot of Commander. I'm, like, really happy with my Damia deck and where it sits right now, so mm. I just enjoy that a lot. That's sweet. Yep. All that modern training is going to pay off if... If you're planning to play any PTQs, because that's all there is going to be for the next few months. So I believe I will be basically <laughs> like infiniting those PTQs. KYT so. just told us how a PTQ season works. So, <laughs> so basically, when it's modern PTQ season, that's what it's going to be until the season's over. It's just modern. <laughs> Thank you, KYT. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited for for the. For the modern season, and uh, now there's like a few. There's actually a Moto PTQ this Sunday, yeah. So before before all the the new set comes in, so this is the last chance to uh, try to dominate this this format. And uh, I'm not sure what I'm playing this weekend. I might experiment with the uh, Lotus Cobra Giant or or some variants of Giant. Uh, the Haunted Zoo, you know, did me well at the GP, and I wouldn't be afraid to to just run that uh, this Sunday. Yeah, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see the direction that the format goes, um, because and and I think that where we end up with gate crash uh, in terms of the creature size overall is going to really you know influence this. But I mean, pyroclasm effects are absurdly good right now. Like they are so good right now in modern. Jun charm is just retarded because now, especially if haunted zoo is going to be like a big deck. Um, being able to deal with all of the X2s like Ice to St. Trapped and all the rest of that crap at instant speed is so good. You can, like, decimate the Haunted Zoo player with a well-timed Pyroclasm. So. And Jun's not doing much better with against it either, right? So. It's right, right. interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Man. The good news is, is when you're playing in, like, a Moto PTQ, you don't have to worry too much about dumb decks like fucking eggs that take forever to play against. <laughs> so, you you know, you do have the fucking tryhards that do it, but, you know, for the most part, you can kind of get away with, you know, not playing a, as much of that. Now, that being said, though, there's, like, infinite fucking Tron decks and infinite fucking Infect and Storm decks. Right, right. That's what I heard. It's much different than the real-life metagame, right? Yeah. 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 Online always is, though, right? Yeah, yeah, like you'll just play like infinite mono red and standard, or like infinite like black red and standard. Yeah, a, a lot of times it's just because like stuff is cheaper, or you know. yeah, and because people like to troll, like people that play online <laughs> are like bad. to troll. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, people that play online are way worse than real-life players. I know it's probably going to get me a lot of hate mail, but it's well, true. Well, random people, like, it's, it's, there's two, bar- there's two yeah. like, places, right? Like, the people yeah. you play, like, in the eight-mans are, like, typically better than an FNM opponent. Yes. But then the people you play, like, in the practice room are, like, just the worst. Like, yeah, it's like you're playing tournament practice and some guy's playing, like... Rats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're like, yeah, no, tournament no, no, no. practice? I know, <laughs> I'm in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what tournament are you practicing for and let me go and play at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just give you a little tip. Whatever tournament you're practicing for, you're not going to do well. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I've been playing, uh, speaking of Geist of St. Trap, I've been playing Legacy with Geist of St. Trap. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you post your list up on Facebook, and you're playing, like, basically your Bant Stoneblade, but you've added Deathrite Shaman and Geist Overnight? Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, is, like, I, there's a, there was a local Legacy tournament, and, uh, the first place was a Mistress Workshop. Hmm. Yep. And, ooh, I got kind of a scumbag story here. Ooh! Early scumbag yeah, story. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, like, scumbag like, shit. I like this guy, so I, I feel bad. But we're gonna, we're gonna go through it anyways. Um, we're gonna call him out. <laughs> yeah, he maybe so, was a scumbag, but maybe he's not a scumbag. Maybe he's not. He's not. He's not a scumbag he's in semi, general. Sound like Gilded Lotus, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So what happened was there was this uh, local tournament for Amishra's workshop. Listen to the prize payout what's, for this. What's a Mishra's Workshop? A Mishra's Workshop is the thing that you tap and make like three mana that can be used to play an artifact. Holy it's, shit. It's from, it's, um, it's from, it's antiquities. from antiquities. Yeah, and it's Holy worth shit. about. Oh, antiquities. I forgot that was like even a three, fucking magic. 350 set. or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's worth like 400 bucks or something okay, like that. Yeah. So listen to the prize payout for this thing. Okay, right, so first, first place gets a Mishra's Workshop near oh. mint. Crazy. Like, really, like, near mint, crisp. Second place gets a sealed, unopened pack of Arabian Nights. That's shit, isn't it? No, oh, it's like $300. What? Yeah. Why? What's good in that? It's super, well, Bazaar of Baghdad, Library of Alexandria. Oh, okay. I forgot. A bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So... And plus, it's really hard you, to get. You could like, open like an alley of Cairo. Who fucking cares about that? Yeah, but you don't open it, dude. It's like it's worse. What than do you do with book. it? You just sell it? Like, oh, uh, here's three hundred dollars. Let me just give my three hundred dollars to somebody else for another three hundred dollars. That's stupid. The guy, the guy who won it, uh, sold it for two hundred and fifty. Like, on and the then, did the guy that buy it bought it open it? No, we were trying to get him to open What's it. We he were gonna like, do? we were like, dude, if I'll throw in ten dollars, and there's like six other people there, and all six of us said, we'll each throw in $10 to watch you open this thing. So basically, he could have $60 and then maybe open crap or maybe open awesome, you know? And he was like, no, I can't. I bought it for somebody else. So, <laughs> so it was... Uh, it was uh... And then they're going to so... open, like, a fucking Joven or a Chan. <laughs> a Joven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, trash. So that's first and second place. Third and fourth place get a near mint uh, English Caracas. Yep. And then, is that good? Uh, That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks. One hundred dollars. And then uh, fifth through eighth get uh, twenty five dollars in store credit, which is basically your turn entry back. That's not bad, actually. How and many people did you get? Like, how many people are going to show up? Five. There was like, I think there was like about thirty players. Shit. Yeah. So he got about thirty players. So 
Anyways, uh, I go, I, I'm brewing for this tournament because I'm like, hey, I want to just go crush these people. Like, this would be easy, right? So, like, last time I was at the at the store, I don't play Legacy there often. Uh, last time I was at the store, I just seen infinite bug decks, right? They were all running the Deathrite Shamans and, like, just, like, Abrupt Decays and uh, Tarmogoyfs and Bobs and, like, you know, Force of Will and all that stuff. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to build a deck that beats bug. So my first version of this deck had four uh, Geist of St. Trath and four Mirroring Crusader, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is going to beat Bug. Yeah. <laughs> nice abrupt decays, dude. So um, I had eight mana dorks, and it was like just basically trying to play like a three drop really fast and then like beat down. So what ended up happening is I ended up cutting the, uh, I ended up cutting the Mirroring Crusaders because like I also just didn't want to be completely like hold the combo. So my, my list was uh, basically four Deathrite Shaman, four Noble Hierarch, uh, four Geist of St. Trath, and at the time, I played two Knight of the Reliquary because um, I was afraid of, like, that uh, stupid show-and-tell combo. Are you guys familiar with show-and-tell combo, what it does? No, nope, no. Nope. Okay, basically, show-and-tell is a three-mana sorcery, and it says each player can put something, in, uh, like, an artif- like an artifact, enchantment, or creature, or land. I think it might not be land, but artifact, creature, or enchantment into play from their hand. Right. So- Typically, what they do is they run a deck with like Omniscience or Omniscience. I don't know how to say that. Omniscience, yeah. Uh, yeah, Omniscience. Uh, anyways, they run that. <laughs> <laughs> they run uh, Emrakul and Gristlebrand. So basically, like on turn one or two, they're just like, you know, uh, show and tell. And then you're like, oh crap, here's my Noble Hierarch or here's my Tarmogoyf. And they're like, ah, Emrakul, you know. <laughs> so if you run if you run Knight of the Reliquary, then what you can do is you can put a knight in play, and then on your turn you can um search up a Caracas. And then you can bounce their Gristlebrand or their Emrakul. Right, right. right. Yeah, so so I ran two knights because I was a little bit afraid. I also ran a detention spear, because if you do if you reveal a detention spear, then it just like the trigger goes on the stack and you can just remove their Emrakul or their omniscience or whatever. And the way that it works is, like, if they put an Omniscience in play and you reveal the Detention Sphere, they can't, like, respond by trying to play an Emrakul off the Omniscience. You know what I mean? It just, like, it just gets, like, covered. And then they're like, ah, oh, crap. You know? Yes. Right. Because sometimes they'll try to put the Omniscience in play and then just drop their hand full of fatties, you know? So I, I ran two Knights, which ended up being super shitty. Uh, and I'm, I cut them from the, the new list. And, yeah, so I played in that. I get to... I go three zero, like I lo- I lose one game, uh, go three zero, and then I just double draw in the top eight, because uh, I guess if you go three zero, you can double draw. All right. Holy shit. Yep, double draw in the top eight. Uh, then I play against like this legacy gen deck. Um, I beat that guy and go to top four, right? So top four is my buddy Scott uh, Ruggiero or Ruggiero. Yep. And uh, he is Your buddy like, that you don't even know this motherfucker's name. I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce. It. I call him Rogelio, <laughs> just just to be an asshole. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious, but I don't think he thinks that it's that funny. But um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. But my buddy hates me. He's not yeah. my friend. He's actually he's he's a buddy of mine and Mark's son. So sometimes I'll be like, "Hey, are we going with Rogelio?" And Mark's son always gives me a look like, "Hey, man, that's not cool." <laughs> <laughs> Mark's son thinks everything's not cool though. Oh man. So uh, so I'm in the top four. Um. We're in game three, 
And this guy is a good player. He's very good. Uh, he's like top eight in the Star City Open before with, with the Legacy deck. Um, you know, he's done pretty well for himself. So we end up in this like exchange. I have a Noble Hierarch and a Geist of St. Traft. He has a um, Deathrite Shaman. And so I go to my attack step. I go, uh, well, you know, I just go attack with my Geist of St. Traft. So I, I attack and I go trigger for the Noble Hierarch. And he goes, whoa, whoa, wait a second. He goes back up. And I'm like, okay. So I untap the Geist and I go, okay, like before I enter combat, what do you want to do? And he's like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abrupt decay your, your, what's it called? Your dude, your Noble Hierarch. And I said, okay, all right. I said, when are you doing that? Are you doing that in attackers? Because do I go forward back to attack step? Or do I, you know, when, when do you want to do that? Because I'm wondering if my trigger is on the stack or what the deal. He's like, no, 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 before that. Before that, I'm, I'm killing you before you, you attack. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to float a mana then. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and then I go, all right, all right. So I'm like, float a mana. And I'm like, my dude's dead. And I go, well, in that case, I'm going to Detention Sphere. So I use the Floating Mana. I'm going to Detention Sphere your, your uh, Deathrite Shaman. And he goes, okay, with the trigger on the stack, the Detention <laughs> Sphere trigger, I'm going to stifle it. And I said, okay, all right, no big deal. I'm going to hit you with my guys. And then he goes, no, no, you're not. And I said, well, why not? And he goes, you what are not. He goes, you're in your second main phase now. <laughs> and I said, well, what, what, what do you mean I'm in my second main phase? Like, I'm not in my second main phase. I, I'm in my, you know, first main phase. That's why I played a detention sphere. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I abrupt decayed your, your noble hierarch uh, in the attack step before you declared attackers. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. And how did I play a detention sphere? He goes, you played it because you're in your second main phase. And I'm like, uh, like I don't know, man. Like <laughs> this feels really weird. Like why would I not attack with my Geistasaint trap to your your stupid little Deathrite Shaman? You know why would I do that? Like I wouldn't. But I didn't want to fight with him about it. I'm not gonna argue with him. He's my buddy, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like plus I was feeling kind of confident. I was like, I think I crush him anyways. Like even if I don't attack here, and I'm like, all right, whatever. So go. So anyways, the game grinds on. And he ends up winning at four life. And I'm just like, oh, like, I should have just called the judge and been like, all right, there's some communication errors here. Basically, he thinks that, you know, I played attention sphere in my second main phase. I'm trying to do it in my first main phase. Obviously, I didn't pass phases and say I'm not going to attack or go to combat. So if I need to back up, I'm going to back up and attack, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, I should have done that, but I didn't, and uh, he beat me uh, in game three at four life, and uh, it moved on. So, so yeah, that's kind of like, what do you guys think? So he, he uh, thought he was, was killing it. Boringest fucking scumbag story ever. <laughs> so John, he thought he was killing it at the clear attackers, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he thought he was killing it then, and I thought, I thought he... you said he was a good player, too. That sounds like a mistake that a bad player would make. What, killing a noble hire? No, being like, uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, kill your guy before you attack. Okay. And then now you're in your second main phase. Like, he either yeah. super scummy or is super bad, right? 
Yeah, I think that I think that it, because it was like there was a lot on the line, money wise, or uh, I don't know, that's relative, right? I didn't, I didn't really care either way, um, but like because it was a big deal to him, I think he wanted to like uh, get take advantage of any rule ruling that he could. You know what I mean? Right. Not in a scummy way, but in a way that like, hey, if Medina is not going to, you know, if he's going to try to play a detention sphere in his. Uh, you know, attacker step, which is is what I guess he thought I was at my attacker step. Then that's fine. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna assume that we're moving to second main phase now. And I, I think it's like at that point, what he should have done is been like, "Are you in your second main phase? Because you understand I killed that in your attacker step, right? Like, you know, like kind of just like make it clear, like okay, instead of being like okay, because I even think I used the floating mana from my noble hire. So it's like uh, either I didn't pay enough or there's some kind of communication issue here, you know? Right. Yeah, it all just kind of smells really sketchy. I totally would have called the judge. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely a judge call, bro. Yeah, yeah. So so that's what happened. I'm not salty about it, but but it, you know, it did make a difference at the end of the day, which I thought it was going to make a difference. I'm like, I got a guy sustain trap. He's playing bug. Who cares? He's dead. And then like, Two turns later, he peels a edict. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that deck runs edicts. Oh, man. <laughs> but cool. we've been saying we've been saying since the beginning of time on the A team. If if there's something going on, call a judge. Like always, call a judge. <laughs> always. <laughs> we give out nuggets of advice since the beginning. Yeah. Of- well, like because every one of us has come on here and been like, "Yeah, this guy did X, Y, Z." Uh, and then later, he won the game. Uh, Should have just called him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, man. That, remember that time that guy won the game when he cheated and I didn't call a judge because I thought I could beat him? Uh... Yeah, I should have just called that judge. Then <laughs> I would have definitely beat him. So, yeah, I was happy with my, I was happy with my, uh, my deck's performance. It's a little bit of a brew. And, uh, you know, had I, not, had I been more clear in my communication, I probably could have taken it down. Because the guy who we had to play after that was a Maverick deck. And uh, I'm pretty sure I, I do well against that deck. I have, like, two uh, Supreme Verdicts in the board and, like, four Swords of Plowshare and a bunch of other stuff. So nice. it would be hard for them to amass an army against me. I don't think. Just Geist of St. them to death. Which I heard is a pretty good card. That card is real good. The thing I hate about that card is that, uh, I'm going to, like, damn myself by saying this, is I see so many bad players playing it because it's just like it's just like three wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially especially the strategy that I was playing, like like as, as fast as you can, like a turn one mana dork, turn two Geisa Saint Trap, you know? That just feels so like oh man, to me it's like ah, oh, this is so lame. Like <laughs> and then they feel like they're winning at magic, you know? They're like turn two Geisa Saint Trap, and then you're like, oh okay. Uh you know, think twice, go. Hit you with guys sing trap, like, oh yeah, like I'm getting this guy. I'm outplaying him so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're outplaying with me with your hexproof guy that you play that turn two and I can't interact with. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. So Yeah, this card's pretty good. I'm I'm like it's in my hand as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down in price though, sadly. Yeah. Well, did you get out when you like were able to hype monger it up to thirty five or what? Uh, I got out with the FNM hero. FNM hero had four, but I got out. I got out. I sold the playset for one fifty, 
they were going for the playset for 160, but obviously, like, I couldn't get 160 for them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was happy I got out of those for legit. Like, yeah, I mean, we have plenty because we have to because we have to have them in stock, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's true too. Yeah, that's the the funny thing about a store versus like when I used to trade. It was like when I traded, if something started dropping, I just get out of it, you know. Uh, but as a store, you can't, like, not have Geisenstein traps on your website. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it's not. God fucking shithole is this? <laughs> Again, with the bad the bad fans. <laughs> uh, when are you guys going to do episode 100? What kind of fucking shithole is this? Is it just the ultimate troll? Did I miss it? No. <laughs> no, you didn't miss that's, it. That's the, that's the big comment, right? Are you guys trolling us? Yeah. Well, if we were, we wouldn't, we wouldn't actually admit it ever. So <laughs> You would never actually hear it. We would never say we're trolling you guys. JK. Also, uh, speaking of trolling, fucking keep it up, everybody who's asking John Medina to draw dicks on cards that you buy from his store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're right. I didn't do it because... Uh, what? Poor customer service. Out. I'm fucking downvoting the fuck out of you on... On Reddit. Reddit, yeah. <laughs> You're doing a terrible Reddit review. <laughs> it's, it's not my style, man. I don't, I don't Whatever, know. man. Fuck style in the ass, man. You do what your customers ask. Customers always right. Look. She. Especially look, when listen, they want dick. Listen, all you listeners who are ordering from me, thank you very much, first of all. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm not going to draw dicks on your cards. It's not happening. So don't ask. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Stop buying cards from LegitMTG. <laughs> dot com store dot com store dot legit mpg dot com. I just want to make sure they know where to not buy cards. Where from. to like not cards. there from the store dot legit and, and just so you guys know, when you don't buy cards from me, you'll be leaving a bunch of money on the table because there's lots of cards that are a lot cheaper at store dot legit mpg. But don't yeah. go there. It's the principle. Don't go there and don't buy things there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, cause, and you know what? If you're not going to buy them there, then you sh- absolutely should buy them at FaceToFaceGames.com. FaceToFaceGames.com. <laughs> or fast fast yeah. yeah and and uh, when, you, when you Google the face-to-face games, something's going to come up that's like face-to-face games, and it's really shitty American <laughs> website, and it's about like board games and shit. Don't fucking go there. Don't go there. Fuck like those guys. <laughs> those guys are like some PG-13 motherfuckers. Go to the fast fast games. Fast, fast games, face to face, and then you buy your shit. Clickety, click, 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 click. You buy your shit, and they just bam. They shut that shit real quick. Oh Super man, cool. look at this! The face to face American company uses a two. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're oh. like face numeral two face. Like, yeah, that was like really cool in the nineties. Like, yeah, don't face <laughs> two face. You know, like ooh, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, they're gonna have like a big crisscross, like. You know, a poster on their website right there from the okay, 90s. Well, in, in all fairness, I would buy from there if that were the case. Ah, uh, Scotty's in love with the 90s, man. That's because he's older than dirt. <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s, I man. can't argue. Oh, man. Like, I can't argue. I'm fucking old. It is what it is. <laughs> he says it all depressed. You know, you know who else is old today? Today? Who? J. Cal is old today. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, J. Cal. So, uh, for those of you that know uh, J. Cal, he is uh, from the Bridge Podcast, and he has a birthday today. Not that he'll ever know that we're giving him a birthday shout-out, because he's too entrenched with his World of Warcraft obsession to come out and see the light of day. 
So for those of you that still have uh, some contact with J.Cal, tell him to do the right thing and uh, quit his terrible fucking game that's going to suck up all of his life. Yeah. Love you! Anyways. Oh, and happy birthday. Oh, and happy, happy birthday. birthday. You old bastard. You old bastard. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, PTQs this weekend. So, I hear they uh, took replays out. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're still available at the end of the event. But now you can't just fucking... Go back and find out what you're playing against yeah, so you, you know what hand to like keep or not? Jobin. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of scum- scummy anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah, being that guy. But I guess in regular tournaments you can do it if you have friends who look for you. Right? Yeah, you can just scout. do the scouting. But I mean, like, that doesn't mean you should scout. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that I always legal... do scout, though. Now Isn't that, that I... illegal in football? <laughs> just, I'm just trying to draw the comparison. Here. Sorry, illegal in what? Football. Foosball. Uh, ask Nina. Somebody ask Nina. Yeah, I don't know whether it's illegal or just frowned upon. I don't Didn't know. did somebody just get in, like, a lot of shit for that? Like, it's cheap. That's like a, a year ago. They the watch Patriots. the tapes. The motherfucking tapes. They watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? No? Hmm. Nobody knows what I'm saying. I, I, think, I, know, know, the, I know what you're talking about. I just, oh, I just shit, don't but... know if the evidence is out there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I... the Patriots got in trouble a year ago or two. Yeah. Yeah. Right, for scouting? Yeah, because they were like watching tapes of them, them practice or something, so they would know the plays, and that's like an unfair advantage. Yeah. Hmm. Intriguing. I guess that's why they they in the top eights they let everybody see each other's deck list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. Like at, at Star City, because um, I don't know if they do it in other top eight tournaments, but well, you know, they do it at the small eight man tournaments at face to face games. They you do? Know? Yeah, so that way you can metagame against each other, because you see each other's decks. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that quote's like four years old. Like, you know there's a couple of listeners that don't even get that. <laughs> yeah. so terrible, by the They're way. They're just like, what are these guys talking about? Eight-man face-to-face tournaments. That sounds terrible. Man, Sal has come a long way, you know, with these, with these uh, you know, he started with eight-man tournaments where people were metagaming against each other. Now, you know, he's got some, some pretty big tournaments going on. So, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, speaking of speaking of big tournaments, there was one this weekend. Was there? There was, yeah. There was this uh, Invitational at uh, the Star City Games. Yeah. Where uh, Reed Duke fucking went in and crushed everybody. It was yeah. really just sick. So, big, uh, big shout out to Reed Duke for doing such a fantastic job. Um, also, special shout-out to Nick Spagnolo for coming out with such a... He did really well as well, and he ended up losing to Reed in the top eight, but he had a... Both of them were playing, like, dirtily control decks, which were just awesome for me, but, you know, their main kill conditions were Nefalia Drown Yards. Spagnolo playing an Esper version with fucking four of them in his main deck. <laughs> it, was yeah, awesome. I, it was so awesome. That's been a deck for a while on on a Moto, the, the four Nefalia Drown Yard dirtily face-off deck. Yeah. And um, there's a freaking kid at my shop who runs it. His name's Ryan Tackett. And he is, like, the leader of all these Yu-Gi-Oh! kids who had come over to play Magic. Oh, yeah. So, like, they all play his similar kind of decks. So, like, every time now, now all I play against at Friday Night Magic is the stupid Esper deck and, like, Bant, the Bant variant that has the, the, the Drown Yards. It's, like, the worst. Ugh. Like, I see so many games ending where he's like, double drown yard you, double drown yard you. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, 
<laughs> like you gotta run like pithing needles and uh, freaking elixir of immortalities like in your sideboard when you come to that. Yeah, you might even want to run them in your main deck because then all the other guys who are not running all these control decks are just like like uh, running like human decks or something that it's just like okay whatever like one supreme verdict and they lose the game you know yeah because yeah. like the guys who are playing at my shop obviously don't know how to like grind the human deck you know so they're just like, ah, oh, just drop everything on the table. And then you're like, yep, <laughs> Supreme Verdict. And then they just look at you like, oh. They look oh down at their of one... course he has the fucking Supreme Verdict. Oh. The best part is they look down at their one card in hand, and it's a land because they're trying to bluff you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I love those players. You know, those guys are the best. <laughs> Oh man. oh man, it's the best when they beat you too. Like, uh, oh man, I get so salty when that happens. Like, I got beaten by the uh, Wild Beastmaster deck one time. So he's like, just basically plays like he has two Wild Beastmasters and then puts like a Rancor, double Rancor on one of them. Yeah, and then just like just annihilates me. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, okay, that happened. Ugh, doesn't that just make you want to have a shower afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah. I got him in game three though. I he did the same thing. He had double Beastmaster, but that's all he had. And then I Azorius charmed both of them to the top of his deck. <laughs> so his next, he had no cards in hand. His next two draws was double Beastmaster. Sweet. <laughs> just like oh man, this game is so over. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So what did you like? What deck stood out to you in the Invitational? Well, um, so I watched a lot of it. Like, I watched almost all of the top eight. Um, I was playing, like I said, I was playing a bunch of Magic with my son all throughout the day, so it was pretty cool. Um, and I just had it uh, on the tablet, and we were watching it. But I was really intrigued by... Uh, so, first of all, also, major shout-out to Adam Prozac. Yes! Oh, my God. Okay. I was say that, by the way. So I was watching, I was watching uh, Adam Prozac. He was playing um, basically Ant, so Ad Nauseum Tendrils, which is a Storm deck for those of you that are uninitiated in the Legacy Realms. Um, and basically the idea behind it is it storms up to 10 so that uh, the 10th spell that it casts is uh, Tendrils of Agony, which is basically like uh, opponent target player loses two life, you gain two life. So it's yeah, like a drain life or two, storm, and so. it has storm. So every so if you, if that's the tenth copy, you're like boom twenty you right. So uses ad nauseum and a bunch of like dirt cheap like or zero casting cost spells, and you know so you can just like you resolve an ad nauseum, you can go off. Anyways, so he is like playing around uh, against this opponent, and he knows that his opponent has surgical extraction. <laughs> so he plays. He, he has the, the, the reason why this is relevant, let me just jump in real quick. Yeah, no, please, because I'm like yeah. butchering it at this point. Go. The reason why this is relevant, his opponent has surgical extraction. He's seen it by playing a Gitaxian probe, or no, a duress. He duresses him, he, he makes him discard his force of will, and then uh, he sees that he has surgical extraction. Now, the, the deck runs these things called Cabal Rituals, and the way Cabal Ritual works is it's two mana, and it gives you three mana. But if you have Threshold then you can, uh, you can get five mana, okay? Adam Prozac doesn't have Threshold yet, okay? And he has two of these things in his hand. Two or three. He's got, he ends up with three. I don't remember if he ponders into another one, but he has two or three of these rituals it's, in his hand. It's three, so, yeah, it's three. 
Yeah, he has, so he ends up with three. And the problem is, if he plays a ritual and the guy extracts them, he loses the game. And so if he plays other stuff, then he opens up his... He also has two Lotus Petals. So if he sacks both Lotus Petals, he gives the opponent the opportunity to take away Threshold and then make, the, the, make those things make less mana. So go ahead, Scott. There's this really tense like situation he's trying to play around. So there's this moment, and these, these, these rituals are instants, right? Yeah. So there's this moment that he's basically sitting with two cards in his hand. Three, no, three cards in his hand. And it's... Uh, and we know that it's ritual, ritual... Um, tendrils. Tendrils. So he, puts, so he puts the third ritual on the stack... He puts the first ritual. Which yeah, he so, has he has, so he's, he's got yep. three. He's got three rituals. He's, he, so he plays one ritual, leaving two in his hand with the tendrils. And at this point in time, he plays this ritual, and he actually is only at uh, six storm when he plays it. So he plays this ritual, and then his opponent waits. And he actually is somehow able to bait his opponent into... Casting Surgical Extraction for 2 life, targeting the Ritual, which puts Storm up to 7, which allows him to then, while that card is on the stack, go Ritual, Ritual, Tendrils, Kill You. Wow. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking he, awesome! Oh man, it gave me chills. Like he was, I watched this, actually, he's such a master because he ponders or whatever, and he has the opportunity to go for, um, to go for Past in Flames. Yeah. So he can pass in flames, and like he can play like he's got some play. So he can try to pass in flames around this uh, surgical extraction stuff. But he actually just went with the way that he would just like basically Jedi mind trick his opponent. Like he was just like, "Yep, I'm gonna get this guy, and it's not even gonna be close." So he he, he just opens it up, and the guy I don't remember if he surgical extracts the ritual or like tries to get the lotus petals to make less mana. But once he does that. Adam just drops his hand on the table. Is like, gotcha, <laughs> and everybody just explodes. And it's so funny because like you you listen to the the people in commentary and they're they're watching and they're like, okay, so we cast a ritual, and then it suddenly dawns on them they're like, they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> like go silent. Wait a minute, is he is he actually trying to bait? And then the the surgical hits. Oh my god! <laughs> loses their mind. Oh, uh, I, I was like cooking dinner at the time, and I stopped. I was like, "Yes!" And my family's like, "What?" I'm like, "Master, fucking master!" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah, Prozac's such a master. Oh man, that was awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so shout out to him for that because that was that was crazy. Um, but yeah, the other decks that stood out to me, uh, honestly, were just. Uh, the the two control decks, like I hadn't seen a lot of them, so for me it was really cool. Uh, Jerry broke it in Legacy with his shardless bug deck. I think was really really neat. Um, basically playing the uh, ancestral vision with the shardless agent engine, and it's just it, it was really neat. It was it was fun to watch. Reed played a, a a similar version of bug, except he went with basically like Bob over shardless agent. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is equally, which is fine. It's just that interaction itself seems to be really good with Agent and Vision. So, yeah, I mean, Ancestral Vision. If you get to you know shardless Agent into it, it's insane. If not, it just seems like Bob is better, you know, yeah. because then you're like suspending and like you know. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's it's really an interesting. Uh, it's kind of like a Jun deck, but like your Bloodbraid Elf is shardless Agent, you know. <laughs> 
It's E exactly, which ends yeah. up dodging all of your counter magic. Like that that's the thing that makes Force of Will really good in this format, right? Because like you you can cascade and never have to worry about hitting counter magic. Like it's almost impossible to play, you know, a good rug tempo deck. Like you just in like, modern as an example, because I, all of your counter magic gets hit by fucking Blood I cut forces for that tournament that I played. Yeah. Uh I put them in the board. Uh because it feels like Force is not great right now in the meta, like with all these bug decks and stuff. You don't really want a Force Will against a bug deck, you know? Because, like, they're not they're not playing a spell that's just going to end the game on the spot, usually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like holistically, yeah, maybe a Tarmogoyf might end the game, you know, or whatever. But, you, you know, they're not playing, like, a show-and-tell or, like, an ad nauseum or something. So uh, there's a lot of those kind of decks, a lot of bug, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so forces are not good against those decks. It's basically just like you're mind rotting yourself while you're, you know, two for one of yourself for your opponents, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like people are talking about cutting down to three, um, you know, or even cutting them from the main deck just because there's not, it's not as combo oriented as it has been in, in the past, you know? So it's, it's, uh, those are, those are the ones that stood out for me. I don't know. Anything else stood out for you in particular? Um, I just love that Prozac is uh, is still running the blue white flash deck, and like straight up blue white. Yeah, just like splashing nonsense. Yeah, he doesn't splash. He doesn't like. This is like I've been watching his stream because I was running it for FNM Hero, and I just kind of got hooked on the deck and uh, and on his stream. Yeah, and um, he's still just playing like the blue white flash uh, with with no like no cavernous souls, no you know, just like just raw dogging it, you know and. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's really it's really interesting watching him play it, and what he said was, uh, somebody asked him, "Well, have you tried red?" I mean, people ask him all the time. There's like a list of questions people ask him about the the deck, mm-hmm. and like one of them is like, "Why don't you use Ghost Quarter for against Cavern Souls?" You know, uh, or why isn't Geist the same trap in this deck? You know, <laughs> so like the newest one is, well, "Why don't you add red?" And he said that he sh- he always, even if the cards are suboptimal. Like, like uh, you know, maybe Unsummoned is a little bit less optimal than Pillar of Flame in, like, a zombie metagame, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're not in a zombie metagame anymore, but, like, at the time, when, when, uh, when, they, when they added red, it was because the, the, uh, the black-red deck started to rise, you know? And so they added red for the Pillar. But he said that he wouldn't add another color to a deck um, unless there's just not options for what he needs to do. So, like, even if the options are less good in the two-color version, he'll always just run the two-color to to have better mana. The, uh, Matt Nass also played the blue-white flash deck, but his he played one that uh, had four guys to St. Traft, and uh, he actually went really a, a lot lighter on the counter magic. Mm-hmm. But, like, his creature removal or, like, creature dealing package was crazy. He had, like, four Azorius Charm, uh, four on summon. He played Thought Scour and Feeling of Dread, right? And Feeling of Dread, like, yeah. and that's a card truthfully, like, it put in so much work this weekend. And I, I saw this, I saw it coming out of Spagnola's list too, and like, it was putting in a shit ton of work this weekend. Yeah, it's a good card, especially if you have Geist in your deck. It's uh it's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is like with the Flash deck, you don't, you know, you don't really want to tap out for a Geist. You know, you want to play on your opponent's turn. That's one of the reasons why it's not it's not very good. And the other thing is is that you don't 
because you're trying to control the stack, you don't have room for like things like um, feeling of dread or other things that you need to like. If you're building a guy stack, you need to build around him to clear the way so that you can get in there. You know. Yeah, I still think uh, in standard anyway, geist with uh, that stupid flying Spectral aura. Flight, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that thing is just free wins, man. Insane. Yeah, like I don't know how. Right now, in in the meta that I'm playing in, anyway, I don't know how anyone can possibly deal with that. No one is playing. No one but me is playing Supreme Verdict. Oh Why wow! Not? Yeah, then you just want to geist it up, man. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I haven't played. I didn't play FNM this week, but I'll, there's a lot of red deck at our at our meta. And there's a lot of like the Thundermaw Hellkites and stuff. So yeah. like like I lost I played the blue white flash and I lost to uh to red deck basically by itself almost. Like they just if they if they curve out perfectly on you, it's really difficult to beat them at all, especially with Pyreheart Wolf, because you're relying on your uh Augur of Bolas to, to buy you some time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you have to like flash in a free snapcaster mage to just to double block a guy so that they can you know kill even one of your guys and then now you're just in the dirt like yeah um, firehot wolf is really bad for you if you're playing the blue white that's why you need to keep your unsummons for like that and thundermaw yeah yeah um but yeah i think just like because of the fact that nobody is playing nobody's playing uh, divine verdict i feel like i just want to play like feeling of dread Geist and Spectral Flight, and then counter spells, and you know the angel, and just be like, put it in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely sounds like a good strategy for your meta. It probably would not be for mine because, like I said, we have all these Bant and Esper players, and like mill, and just, yeah, and they mill and they just run like infinite, like like six brass, like main deck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like probably like a sick deck against these guys would be just like epic experiment. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll just mail you with epic experiment, and you lose. I was looking at that uh, the Omnidor deck. Have you guys seen that? Oh God, see now. Okay, so that's actually a deck I have been playing on Cockatrice for shits and giggles because people oh, really? are just, oh my God, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Okay, so my love affair with Omniscience is should be well documented at this point. Like that card is so crazy. It breaks the every rule of Magic in half over its knee, and then makes it its bitch. Like. Anytime you have any excuse to play that card, I'm in. If I had the 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 card stock to play, you know, no intel, that would happen. Um. Anyways, so that being said, in standard, being able to do that and then run back like multiple temporal masteries and like, like oh god, so good, so good that card. Anyway, yeah, the deck's a lot of fun, and you just like it, it's it's like any other control deck except that. You've got this, your life total doesn't matter, and I don't have to mill you sort of thing. You just, like, straight up, I win comp. Well, it's not it's not a control deck. It's more of a ramp deck, right? Sure, sure, sure. There's no counterspells main deck. Um, it's right. just, like... I, I, I look at it from a board control standpoint, right? Oh, like okay, okay, yeah, I see. That's all. Yeah, yeah, because they run, they run four Divine Verdicts, or Supreme Verdicts. Man, you got me saying Divine Verdict, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Supreme Verdict? What's yeah, Divine Supreme. Verdict? <laughs> Divine Verdict is a stupid like draft card where you like kill an attacking creature for four mana or something. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one plays Divine Verdict at my store. Yeah, Jay. Oh, That's really It's shocking. like, yeah, good. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so um 
So yeah, this runs like all the Ram spells. So you have a Chromatic Lantern, you have a couple Gilded Lotus, you have Far Seek and Ranger's Path. And so like the idea is to just ramp yeah. out like a big like mana like base. And then um it runs uh Alchemist Refuge. God. So like it lets you play like like a flash deck with like just kill conditions that kill like on the spot. So you have like the the version Brad's running is running two door to nothingness, one omniscience. Okay. So so let's just say I don't like Brad's version. Carry okay. On. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but his is not much different. Like it's like it's, the other ones run like one door. Um, you know, some have the Thrag Test main deck, some have the Thrag Test in the sideboard. Um, what do you like? You like the Thrag Test main or in the side? Yeah, I mean, I really like. So my favorite one is uh, is LSV's LSV, the one that he ran in in his. Uh, he tweaked a little bit of Travis Wu's deck, right? Because Travis yeah. sort of like started it. By the way, Travis Wu is an insane deck builder. So yeah. like, if you guys like. You just watch this guy. He's flies under the radar all the time, but like when a new format comes out, he'll put a, like an article out with like like twelve deck lists, and they're all like a handful of them become like actual, you know, like like uh, pillars of the format. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so yeah. So anyways, uh, so you like the LSV? You put you put it in the chat. I haven't seen LSV's version. So here, so basically, it's like that's here's gotta a- be a joke though. Like LSV wouldn't play that. Oh, in standard, all like, all like, yeah, on moto all day, all day. This is exactly what he wants to do. It's fucking like dirtily as shit. He four would a daily with this deck. Yeah, Whoa. and he and this oh, article what? is it. Like he shows it. It's insane. What? <laughs> what? Are you looking at this list? This thing's no. insane. So they run that card, uh, increasing ambitions, and it's so it's so crazy watching them play against people because they're he's just like increasing ambitions, and even if they counter, what does that counter? card even do? So it's so it's a fi- it's a five mana demonic tutor. Holy okay. shit, that card! Yeah, but it but it's got flashback eight, uh, and if you flash it back, you get two cards. <laughs> I don't even think that card's in my cube, <laughs> right? But like you get to the point. Well, so here's the thing though: you resolve omniscience, right? Because you just like have all the ramp in the world, all the board control of the world, and like you get like. Time walks and all this sort of shit. Sphinx's revelations, like it's going out of style, right? Um, so anyway, so what you do is you take this and you you resolve an omniscience. Then you just go, okay, increasing ambition for temporal mastery, right? Because you obviously have ten mana. So then you increasing ambition for uh, for temporal mastery. You cast temporal mastery. You untap your mana. You flashback increasing ambition, and you get door to nothingness and temporal mastery. And then yep. you win the game. And then you play door, and you play temporal off the omniscience, and you untap, and then and you then, untap and kill them. And kill them. It's so good. And all you do until then is just like not die. You just <laughs> wrath and drag test, and just like it's ramp. so awesome. Anyways, so that that was really good. So you guys can check that out. It's on uh, Channel Fireball. Uh, it's and on then flannel wireball. Flannel wireball. Uh, <laughs> He also then, um, Wu goes recently and does another one, and he changes, he changed the list a little bit, but nothing too insane. He went up to an increase, he went up an increasing ambition, down an Angel Serenity, down a Gristle Brand, and. I'm not sure if I like that version. The one he's running, he doesn't have any counter magic in the board. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, because he's trying the world fire thing, which I don't like at all. But they have the world fire in the other ones, too. Like, typically, LSV, like, cut the, the way fire. this deck kills is either you door to nothingness them, you, like, just destroy them with Crystal Brand or, or Nickel Bolas. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Or, like, in the sideboard, they have this thing. They have a world fire. And basically, you have a Thrag Test in play, and then you world fire. And, and then... So every- well, everything gets removed. Pass the turn. No, everything gets removed, and you get a token. Yeah, and then you pass the turn. Yeah, and then you kill them with the token. That's shit. So, uh, okay. So, does world, El- fire, does, world, does world fire get your hand? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big thing. Is like you hope they don't top deck anything. Well, what are what they, they going to top deck with no land? A token with no land. With no land. I don't know. <laughs> Like, they need a top deck, like, land unsummon to get there, and you just hit them, and they die. Maybe they do. Maybe they just rip two cards, and then you don't notice, and then they fucking, and then you're dead. <laughs> and they bait and snag you. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh, that's so terrible. I can't believe that we've devoted, like, ten minutes to talking about this shit. No, this Dude, deck's this awesome. this deck is insane. Yeah, it's really insane. 50% of the 18 think this deck is insane. Yeah, the other one here is like also in uh, that's missing from Luis's. So if I take a look at Wu's most recent list or most recent article, Luis is the first commenter and he goes, Cutting the wolf run was definitely a mistake. I promptly added it in afterwards. I like the four tombs because I was on two, bris- two Gristlebrands and two caverns, but at one and one, I don't think they're necessary. Dispel became Negate, which I've been pretty happy with. It stops Planeswalkers and lets you force things through. So having Negate in the sideboard is, like, totally important. Yeah, because one of the things that this deck is weak to is, like, a Jace Memory Depth. Yeah. Because you just Dirtle, and so they can mill you, and they can also mill your door. And then, like, if they do that, it makes it really hard to win. (laughs) Also, Jace Memory Depth is a card that I think is good right now. It should be played more. Oh, yeah, it's played a lot. You know that, if, right? If you take a look at the... Well, maybe online, yeah. Well, if you take a look at the decks... Um, I don't. So I'm telling you, if you take a look at the decks <laughs> from the Invitational, uh, Reed had uh, one in his sideboard. He had one in the main. Reed did not have one in the main. Oh, no, 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 that was Nick. Nick's Nick had, had one. one in the main and, like, two in the... Well, I'm, I'm going through this right now. I'm taking a quick look. Uh, Matt Nass had three of them in the sideboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if you're playing blue, you have, like, typically have one of these. Uh, Prozac didn't play any, because uh, he's just a baller, right? I mean, he doesn't need, you know, Jace memory. Yeah. He just Big dicks. Spagnolo yeah. had one and one. Uh, Anderson had two in his sideboard. Anderson! Cheeseman! But, like, it's, they, yeah, they're they're around. They are certainly seeing an uptick. What are they worth now? Uh, they're bucks. worth eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yeah, eight I think I'm gonna. Bucks. I think I'm gonna do what Jay does. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at what the decks are running, and then I'm gonna act like I don't look at decks. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you know, what would be a great card right now is Restoration Angel. I think that should see more play. And then you yeah, guys will be like, that's what I do. Yeah, you know yeah. that. You know I read articles all the time. You guys yeah. know that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of which, KYT, since you're still here, I think what's your what do you think the best article of the year is? Um, I've gone on, on record to say that I think your anti-league is uh, one of the best articles of the year. Yeah. You're... Do you think it's the best article of the year? Yes. I, 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 probably not. But... Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, no, but let's, this is actually a serious topic because I've been trying to compile something for like a year-end review. What do, you, what, what do you think? So KYT 
What's the best article of the year not on your website? Why would you say that? What if the best article happens to be on his website? You'd be like, LSV, what's the best article not on Channel Fireball? Like, that's stupid. Uh, I don't think the best article would come from Channel Fireball this year. Who's the best hockey player who didn't win the Stanley Cup? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I think uh, Scott would know more than me. Like, like I said, I don't read much, so that's, that's the issue here. So I wouldn't be a, a very good judge of. Uh, I, I don't care which qualifications are. I'm asking you a question. But I don't. I don't. No, no. I, I mean, I don't read much at all. Boom. I have like Star City Games like Premium that I haven't touched at all, basically for a while. So, um, so you like run a content site and you don't read much? Yeah, that's. It's fine. my own content. Yeah. You know what? There's lots of people that sell things and then they don't participate in what they sell. They're like, yeah, I sell porn, but I don't watch porn. <laughs> Yeah, but how would they know what trends? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know how they know? It's there's feedback from their customers, John. Like draw a dick on my Arbor Elf, and you're like, no, I'm not Legitimate. Hey, listen. Uh, in that regard, you guys are not going to change me, okay? I never drew dicks on cards before. I'm not going to start drawing dicks on cards because I'm in the A team, okay? It's Bloody. just not going to happen. You guys just deal with it. They will right? fire you. And I still won't draw dicks on cards. I'll still be me. <laughs> oh man. So so KYT, you don't have a, a best article of the year. That's not uh, no. No. Wow. I think I've read like I read obviously mentioned a lot on A Team that I read a lot of Jerry's stuff, but his stuff is more like, you know, the the late late last minute tech for me for the weekend. And, and it's really important tech. It's really knowledgeable. I don't think there's one that really strikes me as being like mind-blowingly good. So that I've read in the year. So I just I think for someone who's you know like says that they care so much about the community, but you don't like read the articles, that just makes no, make sense to me. Because like that's I part care about of the community, community, but I don't want to read a bunch of garbage. Yeah, you obviously don't care about the community. No, no, no. I'm saying like. That's part of the community. It's like what's going on in these articles, what people are responding to. Like right. if you're reading on Twitter, you're reading all these responses to all these articles and stuff. If you can't like have that conversation with people, it just I don't know. False. It doesn't it just doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem right. It's okay. You don't need to get it. We know that. <laughs> and KYT is a fucking visionary. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Scott? You know, it's really tough. I don't know... Something by... Like, I have read a lot of articles, and it's really hard for me to try to, you know, pick ones that are the best. I don't know. It's really, really hard. I don't do it well. <laughs> so I don't really have yeah, an answer for you. This question is a big fail. Nobody reads our no, I No, no I, you know what? I think it's the opposite of a fail. I think that it's really good feedback. All you shitty fucking writers out there, including me, I don't think I'm a great writer, all you shitty fucking writers out there who think that your articles are so great and you're groundbreaking shit, you're not. You're fucking boring as fuck. Like, oh, let me write an article <laughs> for, like, so that people know that they should get sleep before a GP. Let me write an article about a deck that somebody else brewed and wrote a better article about already. Like, shut the fuck up. No. You know what? Journalism in all other mediums is not like this. Like, would you read the newspaper? Would you read the newspaper every day if every day was the same fucking article? No, you wouldn't. 
these articles that you're talking about are obviously not in the running for best article. Right? That's what I'm saying. If if no one can come up with a best article, that means that even the greatest articles are even not even noteworthy. They're still even just like meh. No, see, <laughs> see, I can't, I can't even agree with that. Like, like I, I hear what you're trying to say. Like, and I understand, and I from, you know, I can see your perspective. But like, the problem that I have personally is that there are too many good writers that I enjoy content consumption from, but it's very hard for me to like isolate. So like, for example, Patrick Chapin writes a lot of articles. Can I remember one to the next or is it all just one long commentary? Yeah. I'm the same like with Jerry. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. And Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's like that as well. Like, and, and this is what I'm saying. And I find a lot of read stuff is the same. But then sort of why didn't you answer the question as something like, I don't know, something that Patrick Chapin wrote. That's what I would have said. Like, if someone said, what's your favorite article? And I didn't know, but I knew that there was a bunch you, of them you, by the same You tweeted person. that Mike Flores taught you a lot last yeah. year, didn't you? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't say, ah, I don't know. Eh. I would say there's so many by Patrick Chapin that it's, I'd be hard to pick my favorite Patrick Chapin article, but it would definitely be something by Patrick Chapin. <laughs> no. <laughs> But I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't just say like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. weird that you guys said. All right, hold on, hold on. And now he's gonna look it up. Well, I'm gonna do something. Well, I mean, he has to do some looking or some kind of, some kind of, you know, research situation. Be innovative. There's too many of them. There's probably one I may have really liked, like, months ago, and I just forgot about it. The thing I'm having trouble with is just that. Like, there's some that have happened in the recent. Like, this article by Pat Chapin says words mean things. I thought that was a pretty good article. Is it your favorite? I don't think it's my favorite. Uh, The one by Abe Sargent about um, his his condition, that was uh, one that I also enjoyed. I think that was also Jack LaCroix's favorite article. Um, also, there was an article by, um, Danger Awesome on Twitter. Danger Dan. Yeah, Danger Dan. And it's called... One of the um, first guests, by the way. It's called Every Magic Article Ever. And he just basically makes fun of people, like, makes fun of every magic article. And I thought that one was awesome. That was a really good article. So, there's a handful, but I don't know, like... Those are more, like, two of those are really recent, so I don't know if there's ones that, like, I thought were good, like, back in the day. I don't know. So if I had to top three writers for this year, I would definitely have to go Jerry for one of yeah. three. Definitely. Yeah! Um, and I gotta tell you, like, Flores did a lot of really good stuff this year. He actually did. <laughs> he, the fact that you have to qualify that is pretty sad. Well, because everyone will just fucking rant and rave about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, They're, he actually you're... wrote a lot of really good stuff. Um, And, like, if I had to pick a third one... I See, you know what? For me, the third one is... I don't even want to pick an article. For me, the third one is fucking Cedric Phillips Pro Tour testing for Return to Ravtica. Like his stream is I'll buy was, that. I'll buy that. His stream was amazing. 
Like, that whole stream series where he did all of his open playtesting, like, on his stream live, was fucking amazing. Like, absolutely. And, and you know what, to go along with that, the article that he wrote about band control, or the stream that he did about the band control that won him the Pro Tour invite to go to Return to Africa was also really good. So, there. How's that? I heard, yeah, I heard that he wrote one, like, an article that was really insane. Like, the way I usually hear about, like, articles that are standing out is, like, you, that guy Ted Knudsen or whatever? Yeah. Knudsen, yeah. Yeah, Ted Knudsen. Uh, he posts stuff on Twitter, and he'll be like, this article's good. Or even uh, Chris Massioli, he'll post <laughs> something saying... Because uh, if he's saying, like, this article is awesome, then... Then it normally is. It's true. It, I also do that. Yeah, it probably is because like, like if, if Chris super... Macaroni cares about it, then generally I do. <laughs> it's true. I like I don't mean to, but yeah, I'm always like, I'm always like, like he tweets something and he's like, "Did anybody see Blurdy Blah?" And then I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Now I gotta go check this out. Did uh, okay? You ready for this? Cedric Phillips' article on improving Magic: The Gathering coverage. That was all right. Even then, I was still kind of like, "Bleh!" At the end of it. Like, I liked it, but it didn't fucking make me come in my pants. <laughs> I, I have yet to read an article. Have you read any article that <laughs> Yeah, all the Mike Flores articles. Every time I read them, I'm just like, how am I learning shit? Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> you know, oh, and then, like, it just, it just, I'm always like, holy shit, I never thought of that. Oh, my God. Every time. Every single time. <laughs> I think you need to get his uh, official miser's guide then. Nope. I think you need to make the move on that, man. Eh, not for fucking a hundred dollars. I think we even got free copies of or something like that. We didn't. He sent KYT four chapters. KYT never sent them to us. We didn't even get these chapters. KYT. What a fucking chodehead. KYT, you are. Chodehead. Yeah, chodehead. <laughs> That's a word. No, I was repeating. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely my top three for sure. Jerry Flores and Cedric Phillips. Top three writers. Top three writers, for sure. And so my, my top three best articles, I think, are going to be some selections of those, of work from those three people. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, Jerry... Okay, so there was an episode of Jerry yeah, TV... Jerry's, Jerry's stuff's really good. Yeah, there was an episode of Jerry TV, GBTV, actually, that he and Brad did where they talked about common pitfalls of tournament magic. And, like, it sounds like, again, it's so cliche and so terrible, but they actually did a really good job. Like, I've read every single one of those fucking articles, and they're all terrible. But that one was really good. Like, that 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 video was really, really good. So, like, things like that. And for me, this year hasn't been about articles. Like, this this year 100% has been streams. about video, video content. Yeah, like, streams 100%. For sure. Yeah. And, you know... Having now, like now, now that I'm doing it, I completely understand and respect the people that are fucking outstanding at it, because it's hard fucking work, man, and it's yeah. so awesome. It's hard to play and stream at the same time. Yeah, like because I can't even play and like like without getting timed out on Moto because I'm terrible at Moto, and uh, I'm thinking, man, how do people sit there and talk about their plays while they're streaming? It's insane. Yeah, sometimes they'll be like, "Sorry guys, I just got to take a quick mental break here." Uh, I gotta focus, and then they'll make out like the right play. They'll think about it and make the right play. Um, yeah. it's which you'll see sometimes, which is kind of cool to see that shit. Yeah, because you see that they're thinking about more than you know, more than uh, what you. Yeah, might, um... 
and it is also it's also cool because like it makes them seem human, right? Like yeah. they're not just they're not just like automatically winning and playing dirtles. They're like, oh my god, I have to think about this, and then you're like, oh wow, cool. Streams make it a lot more personal too. Like I never knew that Mike Flores, because I never listened to his podcast, but I never knew like he sounded like a like a surfer dude until he was on our show, right? So like I don't know what like Mike Jacobs sounds like. I don't know what you know like any of these people sound like until you hear them, and then when you interact with them, like it's really cool. Especially if like they they talk about your comments, like you know if they say something like if they say something. You know that you like if they acknowledge what you said. That's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think it's I think it's cool anyway. Yeah, because you're interacting with people that you um, don't usually get uh, access to. Yeah, and like and like they they're so they're pseudo celebrities, right? Like, yeah, you know, Jerry T is still better than anyone in Magic. So then you're like, oh my god, you get to talk to this guy. He's like your hero, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jerry T, man. He, he is my hero and still is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so cute, KYT. He's not afraid to tell, like, to outright say in public who he hates. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is, is awesome. I'm glad that they actually did fix that article, and it was just an issue with the formatting, apparently. Sh- sure. <laughs> no, no, because I posted the original in the chat here. Like, I actually got a message back, and it is, like, I have it. I'm looking at it, and it is right. Oh, it's After- a for- Yeah, Yeah. after settling in, we headed to the counter, which Cedric Phillips promised would be a delight. On the way there, Ced informed me that some other people would be joining us. I typically get along with most people, but there are some people I just don't like. Most of those people wouldn't be fortunate enough to be in Ced's company, but since few are, I was curious. Cedric, Reed Duke, and Dan Jordan. Jerry, oh man, can't you just tell Reed to ditch Dan? Said, really? You don't like Dan? Jerry, not really. It's fine, though. If Reed's coming, it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves Reed. Reed's insane, man. Because he's he's not a dick, you know? That's why. And he's awesome at magic. And, uh, yeah, so he actually goes through and he tells Dan, look, man, I don't even like you. I can hate whoever I want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so anyways that's an excerpt from uh jerry's most recent article on star city games premium so that article was really good made me laugh a lot like one of my favorites from him in a long time just because the narrative really kept me engaged throughout the entirety um and it still held a lot of really good content so it was pretty sweet so makes me happy but yeah it's all about the kill room i i like yeah that, room, that article seems insane i'm gonna read that uh tomorrow um, I like it when people are just honest about things, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much, like, uh, positioning and so much, like, bullcrap. Just say what you want to say, man. And, like, whatever. Like, people people have to understand that you are not going to like certain things. You're not going to like certain people. And that's okay, because they get the right to not like certain things and not like certain people either, you know? So, yeah, I like to just say what I want to say. Yep. I agree. I mean, that's sort of why we do what we do here and make decisions that we make and stuff, right? Yeah, that's why we're on this podcast, man. Yeah. So we can blast people. We can go like, Fuck off! Oh, man. I don't get joy out of saying I don't like someone. But, you know, if I have to say it, I have to say it, you know? Doesn't it feel good? No, it doesn't feel good. Oh. 
I I wish I could like everyone, but some people get under my skin, you know. <laughs> like that, like that Noah Winston kid, man. That kid got to me, man. Were you there when I was training with him? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, oh. you talked about it last week. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you talked about how he was like just grinding you for hours. Yeah, and then you and then you made no trade. I, I try to make no trade, but uh, you know, obviously, he's not going to make no trade. So we we finally made a trade. And uh, it worked out, you know. I wonder how that even works, because you, you both sort of know going in it's going to be tough. So it's like... It's funny, because when he walked up, he throws his binder on the table and goes, let's go, Medina. <laughs> <laughs> like a challenge? Yeah, I'm just like, dude, this is going to be the worst. I don't want to do this. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I'd <rather> just... <laughs> challenge accepted. I'd rather just sit behind a buy table and be like, yep. Yeah. I'll buy your cards. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's one of my uh, favorite things from Adam Pro's Extreme is when somebody blows him out or something, they'll be like bonfire off the top, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I accept." <laughs> that's that's how he <laughs> He's like, "Okay," uh, the guy's like, "Bonfire for ten. He's like, "I accept." <laughs> 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 I just love that. But yeah, there's been a lot of streamers that have kind of come up this year, like a lot, and uh, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, man, Scotty Mac has been was doing a modern mastery, which was uh, pretty awesome. I enjoyed that stream because there wasn't a lot of modern content. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, there wasn't a lot of modern content other so than my stream, Jay. <laughs> oh, I see, that. I see. I enjoyed that stream because there wasn't a lot of modern content on it. Yeah, I thought it was relevant. The stream was relevant, you know? You get to yeah. watch him battle through all these different decks and stuff. Some of the decks were, like, not real decks, but, you know. It's modern. Scott Bowl out from jail. <laughs> What'd you say? His rape dungeon, yeah. Yeah, you get to see him battle out from jail. You get, like, a, <laughs> a secret camera. <laughs> yeah, I'll be dealing with that. I, I'm going to try to get a, a different mic and find a different setup and all that sort of shit so we'll see what what I can do with that in the new year. He's going to put some jugglers in the background. <laughs> I haven't uh, really followed up on, on the the community but there's a lot of modal grinders that stream that, that are popular in like strictly the streaming community. Like Dizzy L? Wait, I don't even know who that is. Like My friend Josh Frankel known as Soulbush1 he gets yeah. a lot of people watching his stream, but outside of that, like nobody knows who he is, and he didn't even, even though he gets like a lot of viewers and and he gets donations every month from his viewers. Wow. Um, he he didn't get invited to the community cup because he didn't like push himself via the social network. So like, there's a lot of people with big followings in Twitch, but not not outside of it, which is interesting to me. Huh. That is interesting. It's kind of like YouTube. Yeah. Like, like, some people have, like, a lot of YouTube followers and, like, like subscribers. I just ran across this guy. Uh, did you guys see the post I made on Facebook? So there's this guy, basically, uh, he's doing these trade videos, right? And um, what he does, he opens his binder and talks about, like, what cards he's trading for and, like, why and all this stuff. So it's basically just like a, it's kind of like a finance article, but, like, with someone talking, right? And so I, I watched all his videos because I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, he has some good ideas. Uh, he isn't, like, 
he isn't a dick about it, and he just has a very good demeanor, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, this is pretty sweet. I'm going to tell my Twitter followers about this, right? So I post. I'm like, oh, I love this guy's videos. Check him out. So I post his videos, right? So then later in the day or, like, maybe, like, I, I realized that he did a new video, right? So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to check out his new video. So his new video was titled uh, How to Know if Someone's a Shark. And, like, it's like a picture video, you know, where you put a picture and then, like, you... And then like, narrate or something? You, you narrate, yeah. And so, like, the first picture is a picture that I posted of, like, all this Power 9 and, like, all these $120 bills, right, like, right. laid out on my carpet. You know, because, like, that was, like, when I came back from a GFE from trading or whatever. So that was the first picture. I'm like, oh, that's weird. He's using my picture, you know, from when I went to that GP. And then, like, the next picture was of me. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? What is this? Is this, like, a joke? So, like, he goes on. There's, like, five pictures of me throughout this whole thing. And it's, like, how to know if someone's a shark. Like, boom, picture of me. And I'm just like, okay. And then it's, like, they'll do this. And then it's, like, boom, picture of me. And then it's like, they'll do this and that and the other thing. And then it's like, boom, picture of me. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, so I post on my, on my uh, Facebook to, uh, to laugh about it with my buddies. And uh, he ended up taking it down, unfortunately, for the people who want to see it. Because uh, then he, I guess he got my tweet. Or he ran into my tweet when I was like, oh, check out this guy's videos. He's really cool. And then he's like, hey, man, sorry about my latest video. Uh, I'll fix it. And then he just took it down. So, uh, but you're saying you didn't mind that much, or oh, I didn't really care. I thought it was funny. Uh, I I don't think he was doing it to be funny, but uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, because all the pictures, like none of the pictures were of me trading, which you would think, like, if you're gonna call me a shark, you're gonna want to have me like trading, or like even better, like if there's little kids around and I'm trading, like you know, you want to like paint me as a you know as shark. a shark, you know. But instead, it's like when I top for the the SCG when I when I was at the magic celebration or I'm like playing EDH with Stibbs, like <laughs> just like how does this show me as a shark? Man? This shows me as like a magic guy. <laughs> this shows me as like a magic celebrity. It does not show me as a shark. <laughs> You're failing, bro. <laughs> so he took it down and like all. All my buddies were like, oh, I'm going to look at it later when I get home. And then, like, I get all these comments like, hey, man, what happened to that video? I wanted to see it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think you took it down, dude. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. That, uh, there's, like, there's these people doing stuff, all these other communities that uh, I, I've never heard of before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's where this all started. Well, anyways, he has a bunch of, like, subscribers on, on YouTube, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I've never, like, heard of this guy, you know? So <laughs> it's in all these other, like, outside of the Twitter community, there's all these other things. But he's that's... clearly heard of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that, makes me, that makes me so curious that there's just these people out there who just hate my guts, you know, yeah, and they don't like... even know who I am. <laughs> There might be a group of people who have like this dedicated secret forum, just like on bashing you. <laughs> the, the hate Medina crowd, yeah. It could, it could be, it could be real. You know, there's just people who just hate. They and the thing is, like, they have no concept of who I am. Like, they have no idea, but they just get. Isn't that all... how all hate is, though? Isn't that how everybody hates everybody? Racism, hating on other Magic players, nerds, everybody. Isn't that how hate works? You have no concept of what you're hating. You just hate it. Because if you knew, then you wouldn't hate it. 
Yeah, I guess if you uh, hate is like the lack of understanding, right? That's where it, it, it grows, you know, because you don't understand, you know. But I think some people can understand certain things and still hate it, you know. But you're saying these guys don't understand you, they just hate you, right? Yeah, yeah, they don't know. They have no idea who I am. It's just never met me. Like, if they hate me for who I am, that's totally different. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Because, like, you know, I'm just not for everybody. You know what I mean? True. But, like, <laughs> True. But like if, they, if they hate me for, like, something oh, that I'm not. We know me. exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there. We've been there. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not for Jay Bush, man. He, it just doesn't work. He doesn't like me. You know? True. <laughs> Fact. Factual information. <laughs> yeah, bears eat beets. <laughs> oh, man. But nobody hates KYT. No, how could you hate that guy? It's hard to hate him, man. Hard to hate him. You can't hate him. You can't. I'm gonna try though. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Just for funsies. Just for funsies. Or Fabiano hates me. <laughs> uh, I thought. Weren't you shaking his hand in Toronto? Yeah, I shook his hand, and and he, uh, you know, tweeted about uh, and Facebooked about how awesome of a time uh, he had. So I think I think that's you know water under the bridge. So. Have you, like, has it ever come up, like, this whole, like... He probably you, doesn't listen to the A-team, though, so... So you think it might just be sitting out there still like a time bomb, right? Like, um, maybe... Oh, I, I've talked to Reed, so, and he says Gerard love, loves us, and he even applied Gerard, I don't know if it was a troll, but he even applied, like, personally, directly to me um, through direct message for the man to private editor position when I had it open, so... um. I think things are okay between me and so, him. Yes. So he he's fine. Even does he? That's the question I have: is does he know what you said on the A team, and is he fine after that? Oh, I'm sure people have told him what we have said on the A team. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what if it's, yeah. he doesn't know, and then like someday he's gonna be at dinner with like his friends, and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, when they were like jokes. Did you intend to order that? Please? Yeah, and then he's like. <laughs> What are you guys talking about? And they're gonna be like, "Wait, you never heard that?" Yeah. It's gonna be like heard awkward. That. Oh, that would be sweet. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, I got it from uh, like Colin Morton, who who top beta GP Toronto. He he actually beat Fabiano on day two, and and like the first thing he said to me, like one once the first time he met me, it was like, you know, he made it. A, Did you attend? Joke. So like these are just <laughs> literally going um everywhere. I did ask Reed. That if Scott and I host an epic party again for Pro Tour Montreal, if he and Gerard would show up, he's like definitely. So, I mean, sweet. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a no brainer, right? Yeah. So, yeah. well, like, how do you not like? How do you not go? How do you say, How do you not say no to that? You know, like it's just like. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think anybody really hates me so <laughs> other than that but other than that other than that. Uh, other than that like even that that wasn't really hate it's just like i made i made a huge joke about like just this, this judge call we had so oh now he's trying to downplay it right now he's like, <laughs> he's like oh i just made this huge joke at the time he's like he's a scumbag and like, <laughs> yeah i don't know man by the way scott Rogerio. Ruggi- uh, I was just making a huge joke about a judge call we had. Or a judge call we didn't have, rather. Scott Rejurbader. By the way, Scott Rejurbader. Did you intend to kill mine of at the clear attackers? <laughs> or did you, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, man. I wonder if I would, like, I'm trying to put myself in his position. I think I 
I would make like because it's pretty obvious what you're trying to do. Float the mana in response to the kill. Like you're not yeah. floating it. It's not like like if it goes to second main, your floating mana is gone. Yeah. So How that's what you should have said to him. Oh, John Medina, you're the worst. How are you even casting this fear? Yeah. Yeah, with your two mana, bro. He said, yeah, well, I had plenty of mana to cast it. I had, I had plenty of mana to cast it, even without the floating mana. But, then why but would like, you... why would I float? Because I thought I was in my main phase. That's why I would float mana, so that I could kill his dude. <laughs> That's awkward. For value. You know, it's funny, though, because I don't think he knew that I was running that detention sphere as a one-of, you know? So, like, <laughs> Abrupt Decane, the, the noble hire, if he knew I had detention sphere, was kind of, like, not a good play, you know what I mean? So, like, I think afterward, like, it just kind of even made it the more sweet, you know, that not only did he get to abrupt the game, I think, but he also got to stifle my detention sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, who knows, man. Maybe we're just both really bad players, just, you know, you know how you have the sometimes the... You know how you have the sometimes the bad player like feature match, you know, when two players are so bad that you just <laughs> yeah. want to watch the feature match and watch them both just screw up, you know? And everybody just complains about how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> they both got like guys to Saint Trap on the board on each side of the board. They're like <laughs> not wanting to swing because they don't want the other guy to block, you know? Yeah. It's just like, uh. <laughs> and then one guy's like, oh, finally I drew my clone. <laughs> nice apparently on ptq it has happened in montreal where two people had like jaces with for multiple turns the mind sculptor (laughs) to like they're just both brainstorming fate seal you yeah fate seal you (laughs) fate seal you fate seal myself (laughs) yeah that'd be so sick fate seal you you can keep it fate seal myself bounce i'm like what he got the read he got that read (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah I love watching bad players play it's the best it is the best that's why I play anti-league <laughs> he's always trying to fit the anti-league in there it's cause know? it's the best format of all time you're an idiot it sounds like the worst you sound like the worst you are Your the worst your face is the worst you have the worst body of all time <laughs> Jay just doesn't understand me that's why he hates it's true I don't understand you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Jay, do you have any special stories that you need to read this week? Yeah, I do. But, uh, I maybe won't. Why? Well, are we done? It's 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 like an end-of-the-show story. Like, Oh, is it? Is It's like the door. It's like the barn burner. It's the yeah. showstopper. It's the, it's... Right. Maybe we can end the show uh, with this topic, because this is going to be released on Monday, which is Christmas Eve. Yeah. If there's anything... Uh, some of us are hoping to get, or we've bought, such as Galaxy Note 2. <laughs> I didn't buy that. It was a gift. Oh! oh, oh. oh. Like me and Jay, we bought ourselves. You sick-ass fucking computers. Desktops. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible, you jelly. <laughs> He's like, maybe we can end the uh, the podcast on a bragging note. Yeah. Where me and Jay brag about our new desktops that we bought. <laughs> Yeah. What'd you guys get? I I like I went crazy. I'm I'm just an idiot. So I bought. Yeah. I spent two point five k on my new desktop. Whew. So <laughs> this can this baby can run any any game. 
except awesome. the most recent Moto beta. So really? At, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you got swindled. <laughs> oh, I'm actually not probably handle the beta though. <laughs> I don't understand that. Why is it? In, in yeah, like, mind, I just, think they... I think tablets can handle the beta. Like, holy, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Why is it so bad? Like, I don't understand. Like, even the beta, like, when I downloaded it, I was like, oh, man, this could be sweet. Like, no, finally. It's, it's, it, it's just like the old client, but, like, with different graphics. With and slower. Stuff. And then, like, and everything's in a weird, like, everything's too big or too small. And, like, holy shit, it's just fucking terrible. Like, why did they do that? Like, significant, like, higher spec requirements, I think. Uh,. So you need you also needed a better computer. So yeah, it's just shit. It's just trash. Yeah, I don't understand it. it the thing is, like, how can they make a game like Duels of the Planeswalkers, which is like you can run on your iPad and it's awesome, and then they just make this Moto client that is just just my my big thing is like, how can they spend infin or how can they make infinity dollars and then not be able to at least put like you know ten of those dollars into MTGO. <laughs> Just I'm not trying to bash, you know, the people. No, you're not are, trying to hate on them. I'm not trying to hate on people, but I, I just literally don't understand why the Moto client is is so bad. Like in in comparison to other games, like if you just look at other games, I, I'm just talking to the yeah. people who are like telling me like you're an it's idiot. Worse, you know? It's worse than like a PS2 game. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, why? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it make, doesn't make any, any sense. sense. Is this is a karaoke club. Karaoke <laughs> club. <laughs> oh man, that's they're, they're having a professional karaoke club code their yeah. moto client. <laughs> they're too busy to to fucking. Make the real <laughs> is does anyone on this podcast think the moto client is like? Acceptable. Good. Acceptable. The only thing that I do like about the new Moto client, like the only thing, and it's not anywhere remotely close to redeeming enough, is I do like what they did with creature positioning in terms of combat. So when you declare an attacker, your attackers get pulled forward and they tap. And when you are assigning blockers, yeah, like it actually like the red moves zone your, it goes into the red zone. And when you assign blockers, they also go into the red zone in front of the creature you're blocking. So, like, it cleans up all of the messy fucking arrow bullshit outside. Okay. But, but that's and that's, thing, that's, like, you're talking about something that went from shitty to okay. Oh, I agree. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. So, like, the thing that you like about the client is not something that's, like, groundbreaking or mind-blowing or even good or awesome. No, it's that they fixed something that was broken. Yes. Yeah, it's like you expect that to happen, you know? I agree. It, it's like the thing I like about the client is when I put my username and password in, <laughs> it, works. it logs me in. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet. That's a really good feature of your game, uh, that the login works, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, wizards. Thanks, guys. But, but the thing that doesn't work is that if I do a trade, and like say I buy some cards, so like uh, like someone needs to give them to me. So if I've already done one trade, I can't actually open a trade with this other person. I have to close the client and then reopen it to get the trade to work. Yeah, it's just like what? Yeah, but that, that's like that's like that's like even just like that's bugs. You know, I'm talking about things that are not bugs. That just like 
the interface is very like for instance the buddies right why can't they just show who's online like yeah. i don't want to see all that other garbage like if they're not online i can't interact with them i don't care like that that i have this buddy like, i just want i only want to see the people who are online and then like when i right click on the person i want to be like chat and then i want that thing to be like like working or like if somebody chats at me i don't want it to like just blink that there's a chat and i don't know who it is like this is just stupid stuff it's like yeah just like make a, a regular chat client where you can chat with people or where you could start a game from the chat, where it's just like, hey, there's a game button. Boop, game. Oh, here we are. We're starting a game. Instead of, like, right-clicking on the user and then, like, challenge and all this garbage. Like, what is going on here, man? Like, <laughs> it's just simple stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, it just drives me nuts. And then, like, to search things, they have this big old thing on the side where you have to, like, hit all these bars and shit. And it's like, like oh, like, here's this advanced search thing that you can... It's, I, I don't like it. It's like there's got to be a more intuitive way. Take all that real estate that you're taking up on the side of the screen there for an advanced search that I don't give a shit about and, like, put that in a function somewhere that you can just click on it and then see a window for advanced search with all the options, ex- like, all the options yeah, there. like, it's 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Like, even, like, Open Office like, has better, like, you know, freaking a better GUI than that. Yeah, oh, yeah better open GUI. office is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, just the, the very basic like GUI of the of the program is terrible. It's laggy. Like I'm not even talking about in game. I'm talking about when you click on things, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, are you serious? Like I just clicked on this thing. My computer's fast. Like open it. Like no, it's just broken. <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you want to write a resume. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Are you? Oh, it looks man. like you're trying to write a letter. No, I want, I'm trying to do a trade, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to trade shit. It looks like you're trying to contact your buddy, but he's not online. And why the oh, fuck does it say he's online? You're Sorry, you're having trouble. Click here for help for live support. All right, I'll click here. Our live support currently is disabled. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> That's my Moto experience. I don't play Moto. Oh, I I would play more if like it if was it more of a functional product. Like I just yeah. don't. And I know I'm gonna get all kinds of hate from it, and it's not cool to bash the Moto people because hey, it's better than nothing. But man, you know what? No, we have enough money. All right, we have enough money in the company. <laughs> To to make a moto product that is not complete it's garbage. It's not better than nothing at all. I would rather them not have a moto than make excuses and be like, Ugh, fuck off. It's 2012. Holy shit. Or like, at least just don't lie to me. Just tell me, yeah, we're not putting any money into moto because, you know, tablets. Oh, okay. Sweet. Because <laughs> tablets. Because we're going to get there. Tablets. All I, right. Let me think. <laughs> Well, you know, we can't think things all the time. And, you know, if you don't send, like, a bug report, then how do we know if it doesn't work? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Here's my bug report. <laughs> Scrap everything that you have right now. Yeah. Make a GUI that works. Scrap the fucking game, idiots. <laughs> is it, wait, is it a bug that your GUI sucks? Like, how are we supposed yeah, to... Yeah, is it a bug that you, you paid at, like, poor tribal people... To fucking code your game? Is that a bug or is that a is that a you know a mod? What is that? You tell me. <laughs> oh man. 
you know. One thing, one thing that I do like about the Moto client, the one thing is, is when you launch it, it updates itself. Yeah. Like, I do like that. I, do, I like that I don't have to go download a new version, install on top, or like, or it, like iTunes does to me, right? When I go to iTunes, it's like, oh, there's a new version. Do you want to download it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Why would I not want to download the new version of iTunes? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just download it for me. Update me. I don't care. Like, don't ask me. And then I, and then I say, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Yes. And then it's like, oh, takes me to the Apple site. I'm like, sure? I don't want to go to the Apple website. Just download the damn program and install it. Like, yeah. If my fucking TV, when it's turned off, knows when a TV show is on and to simply record it, <laughs> you should. Why can't my application update itself? Yeah. Like, why the fuck? Yeah, so I, I also I, also like why isn't there a like speaking of moto, why isn't there a are you sure you want to do that? Everything else on the whole fucking planet when it has to come to do with computers asks me if I'm sure. Like, yeah, shut down my computer. Are you sure? You don't have any windows <laughs> open, you're not doing anything, your computer's been on, not doing anything for five hours. There's literally nothing running. But are you sure you want to shut down? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> Let me just make sure that none of your shit's going. So they don't break any of your shit, bro. Oh no your shit's going. That's shut down. Have a good day. It does that for uh, for emptying your mana pool. Are you sure you want to empty your mana pool? Now it's like, uh, like fucking what's who's the guy that Matt Sperling is that that guy's name? Yeah. Like he's like, sweet. On turn two, I fucking black lotus and mind twisted my opponent for four. Except for that, I don't know how to make X four, so I mind twisted him for zero. (laughs) Oh man! Sure that you want to whiff on this black lotus and mind twist? Opponent for zero? Yes, I am sure. Okay, <laughs> idiot. Like, <laughs> and like, concede game. You've conceded the match. Oh, that's that's the other thing is like the way that triggers work and like, yeah. like, like when there's a lot of triggers on the stack and you say yeah, yield to all these triggers, it still asks you to say yes to them. Yeah, auto like, yield to all these triggers. You want to auto yield to this? Yeah. What about this one? No, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I want to just be like, and I know you can F6, but even sometimes the F6 doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not consistent for me. It just doesn't always, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not a big fan. Not I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. I hate it because I always, like, think that I'm going to get into <laughs> Moto. And then I buy, like, a bunch of cards on Moto. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I just want to sell these cards on Moto because I don't like playing on Moto. I hate it. <laughs> I'm still. I want to sell all my cards. I got fetches. I got shit. I got EDH decks. I got good cards on there. But I still. I don't even want to log into there to just give my cards away or. <laughs> or like I don't, I don't, I, even, I don't, I don't even, even want to log in. I the other day somebody was like, "Hey Jay, let's play Commander." Or like even it was for like the A Team Annual Super Commander game, and I was like, "Okay, log in." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, where's my fucking Moto?" Oh, I guess I uninstalled that a long time ago. I guess. Oh Jesus! We're doing that, and on my new computer, I haven't installed it. On my replacement computer, I haven't installed it. On my laptop, I'm pretty sure I only installed it. To play modern once against Scott one time, and then I uninstalled it. Maybe brutal. Yep. Garbage. Fix Moto. Fix Moto, dicks. Or or <laughs> kill it. Kill it. Just kill it. Kill it. No. If you're gonna kill, kill it, like let kill me know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have some yeah. I have some stock I need I to liquidate. Some stuff out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm ready to read this fucking story. Alright. Where's this fucking story? Holy shit, he wrote it in like fucking six point font. Oh. Make it bigger. Alright. So he says here, oh my god, this is from Joshua Lemish, by the way. So, yeah, I know. He just bugged me on Facebook. Have you read it yet? Oh my god, that shit story had me rolling around. It made me remember a situation. I was on the other side of the equation, to say the least. At the time, I was about 19 years old. And to help pay for school, I worked part-time at a gas station a few blocks away from my house. <laughs> it, was to get to. it was boring and easy work to fill up the trucks. I hate... Oh, sorry. The problem was the city workers during the winter. Snow removal crews from the city would come and fill up. My boss loved it because it was money in the bank. Having these guys fill up their trucks was sweet. I hated it with a passion of a thousand sons. These guys are the dregs of human evolution. I don't think that sentence makes sense. The throwbacks to a time when we were filthy animals. Filthy animals. It was not uncommon for four guys to come out of a truck. I would come inside and grab the key to the bathroom. And the other three, I shit you not, they would just piss on the wall. They didn't give a shit. They didn't have a care in the world. And quite often, we'd be left with pissicles. Literally frozen pit all over the wall and floor outside the stage. One, a particularly burly fellow came and had to use the washroom. I handed him the key while his fellows made use of the sturdy wall to relieve themselves. They did not leave, and after a half hour, I was left wondering where the bathroom guy was. With an increasingly worrisome feeling in my gut. After 40 minutes, the guy comes in, hands me the key, and says the words that haunt me. The bathroom is broken. Not toilet. <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom is broken. And I walked to the bathroom on the other side of the building. Opened the door. What I saw can only be described as someone had conjured up a shit demon from the pit of hell and had spiked <laughs> and wrestled it into submission. It was like someone took a grenade of shit and tossed it into an enclosed space. The damage, if that happened, would be less severe. There was shit all over. All over. I could not recognize the toilet paper any longer. I couldn't see where the toilet even was. It was a throne made of pure vile shit. Oops. What the fuck? Worst was the sink. Joshua oh. Lemish, this story is the worst. That's what's the worst. Rim of shit. Thick <laughs> shit. My boss had to clean it. Over the next four hours involved an adventure in cleaning a room without actively going into it. I hosed this thing down the walls and everything, until the last obstacle was the shit. Full up with thick, thick shit. I can only describe it as a primordial sludge. I did not know what else to do. I decided to put on a glove. Cover that glove in a newspaper. And cover that glove that's covered in the newspaper. Cover it in bag plastics. I grabbed a paper and scooping out of the sink. It was mostly clear of the goop, but the pipes were not. I needed to create some sort of pathway. I cut a branch from a nearby tree so that I might have a flexible object that I jammed into the sink until I heard a bubble, thus allowing water to pass, and after a while, added some Drano, and my sink was free again. I quit the job a week later. That's crazy. You know what? You know what I just realized? All right, so we read one shit story on the, on the air, right? Now, all of our degenerate fans 
are going to try to outdo the other guy's shit story with another shit story that we have to read on the air. We have to, we have to be subject to this. And I don't like it. No more, no more shit stories. And then we could just not read them and say, fuck you. That's what we're saying right now. No more shit stories, guys. <laughs> That's what we're saying right now. Right now. That last shit story was so funny. <laughs> no, 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 we just broke Joshua Lemish's heart. Aww. Uh, Josh, story. find something better to do with your time, bro. All right? I'm to tell Josh what to do. Fuck we you. still love you, man. We still love you. On an arbor elf. Then you could tell somebody what to do. Until then, shut the fuck up. No. I'll tell you what I want to do. Speaking of arbor elves, did you see Todd Anderson's new article? It just came out. It's probably the best, my favorite article of the year, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he talks about when he shot an Arbor Elf with an Is It Staticaster, which would usually kill an Arbor Elf. But it did not, because his opponent had a Mayor of Avonbrook in play. <laughs> did you guys see that? I'm looking at it, but... I, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, so what happened was, it was game five of the, uh, of the whatever semifinals or whatever. And um, his opponent has... It's actually Ben Weinberg who's his <laughs> opponent, right? His opponent has uh, Mayor Abbrook and an and, um, Avacyn's Pilgrim in play. Is that what it was? Oh, it wasn't Arbor Elf. It was Avacyn's Pilgrim. Yeah, which makes and, sense, because it's a human. Yeah, because it's a human. I was thinking it's Arbor Elf. I'm, I'm an idiot. So anyways, he shoots the Avacyn's Pilgrim, which is a 2-2, <laughs> instead of shooting the 1-1 Mayor of Abbrook. <laughs> Oh man, and Ben Weiber just looks at him like, yep, okay. And it has one damage on it. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Sorry, Todd, I still love you. You're awesome. You just uh, did not make a smart play there. You idiot. You idiot. All right. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out to Joshua Lynch for uh, that sweet shit story. Thanks, bro. That wasn't sweet. But shout out to him nonetheless. You're not sweet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shout outs to Kevin, who on Twitter is Dr. Underscore Awesome. Uh, shout out to. Shout out to who? Shout out to Scott, who finally figured his. or finished his stupid best man assignment. Yay! Hey. I did it. Shout out to the computer rack for getting my sweet new computer rig. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and that's it no more no. I don't think I have any more shout outs go ahead KYT you gotta have some you haven't said anything this whole episode I did have it? no well um shout outs to <laughs> <laughs> well um he's like well I'm not gonna start saying stuff now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, people were complaining that uh, I didn't shout out people that were were at the GP Toronto party. That means Scott had um, notable omissions were P. Sams and Jake Mazaros, but you know, no, like, I can't, I are... can't. Uh... Shout out to P. Sams. Way to not do anything ever. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. P-Sam's is starting to grow on me. You know what I mean? He's just the guy that, like, hangs around our hangouts. Yeah, I like that guy. Like, he hangs around, he hangs out in, uh, in Prozac Stream, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like I see him around the internet, you know, and I'm like, and then when I got to see him at the party, I'm like, yeah, peace out, he's a, he's a good guy, he's, he's alright, you know? <laughs> so I second the shout out of notable PSAMs. <laughs> okay. PSAMs, number one. Um, I mean, that's about it. I'm looking forward to getting into uh, Dota type games with Jay now that I have my sick new rig. So, uh, uh, if anybody is uh, going to get this noob started, then, then I'll appreciate that. So, And uh, shouts to my company because. We only had, originally, before the new CEO came in today, we only had Christmas Day and New Year's Days off, which which was awful, because all my friends had, you know, like, two weeks off or whatever. But uh, he came in and gave us, like, the 24th off and 31st, so... And I think... No, no, I, I do have Boxing Day off anyway, so... Uh, that means that I don't have to come in next Monday, so that's really sweet. And I'm very grateful for that. Sweet. <laughs> And uh, go ahead, John. Oh, you put it on me now? Oh, I see yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, shout out. Uh, you know, I don't really have a lot of shout outs. I don't have a lot of shout outs. Uh, people that I want to shout out don't listen to podcasts. So shouting them out would be, you know, useless. So anyways, um, shout out to you guys for making an awesome podcast. And uh, even though I'm on the podcast, I still listen to it. <laughs> and and it's partially because of Carrie Dan, because he always does sneaky stuff, you know? He does, so yeah. I like to, and my favorite part of listening to the podcast is listening to the first part, where he picks, like, the segment to go in the front, you know? The sweet quote or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the sweet quote, and I'm always, like, listening to that. So, uh, so shout out to Carrie Dan, and shout out to you guys. And that's it. Sure. Um, so shout out to absolutely all of our fans. You guys are amazing. We love you. Keep listening. We'll keep doing it. Um, shout out to everybody that's celebrating Christmas and everybody that's not. Um, if you're not celebrating Christmas because you're not your bag, then that's cool. I respect that. And if you're not celebrating Christmas because you can't afford it, then that's really terrible. And my heart goes out to you and we'll do prayers for you and stuff. So there's that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, shout outs to, uh, antibiotics, which hopefully will make my wife feel better. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize this is our Christmas episode. We should have made this oh, more yeah. Christmassy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas yeah. and Happy so, New Year. We're still recording next week, right? Uh, Man, what is sure. It? Whatever. What is, what is it? What day is it? Thursday. What yeah, day is this? What, it's Christmas what, Day! What madness is this? Uh, yeah. yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Because it'll, it'll not be Boxing Day, right? It's the day after Boxing Day or some shit. I don't know what... Bo- what's Boxing Day? Hold it's on, like hold on. Let me look, hold on. Uh, yeah, it's the day after Boxing Day. Boxing Day is, is Wednesday, the 26th. Yeah. So we'll be recording after that. I feel like we should give something else this Christmas episode. Well, you want to give something out? What do you want to give out? I don't know. What do people want these days? Uh... What do people want these days? Let's look. Jay's memory adept. For some reason, Elspeth Knight Errant is still twenty-eight fucking dollars. Oh. Yeah, that card's awesome. That's why. I know. It just makes me sad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It just makes me sad. Uh, what about uh, uh, what's the? I guess Deathrite Shaman is the new hotness, right? Yeah, yeah. Deathrite, man. 
You've already given out a death right shaman? What if I gave out like a foil death right shaman? Holy shit. No. Merry Christmas. You can ship that to me and I'll give out two death right shamans. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Foil death right shamans are forty doll hairs right now? I know, that's what I'm saying. Holy shit. Yeah. So what's it gonna be? Are we giving out two death right shamans or are we giving out a foil? Well you're not honestly gonna ship me the foil one, so I mean, I would. I don't. I don't care. Like, <laughs> well, I, I would ship one out if if fast if face to face games had one, but they're out out of stock. So the one advantage that I do have with all of these like GPTs and stuff that I grinded is I won like a bunch of packs, and so apparently the only thing that I can open in these packs is Death Rite Shaman. Nice. Oh sweet. So like I have two extras sitting here that I could. Deal okay. With. Well, do you want the foil one? I think the listeners are getting pissed. I know, they're getting so mad. They're like, like jacking my shit! Yeah, they don't have, yeah, Face doesn't have any foil ones. I'm looking at them right now. They do have a Korean one, though. Korean non-foil. Yeah. I mean, no, they don't. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Sharked! I'll tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give out a foil death right, Shaman. Yeah, give uh, it out to the listeners. So you guys know... Scott wants this foil Deathrite Shaman, and he'll trade regular Deathrite Shaman. So maybe if you win this, you'll be like, I don't want a foil Deathrite Shaman. Then you just trade the foil for non-foils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's give out the foil Deathrite Shaman. And if you guys actually want two Deathrite Shamans that are non-foil instead Who do we give it to? Who do we give it to? I don't know. Maybe a commenter. Yeah. The funniest? No, not the funniest. Let's do this. Let's do this. Why don't you t- give us your best story in the comments, okay, about how you were able to bring another magic player and put them yeah. on put them on to listening to the A team. Tell us that the best story. And the best story there will certainly get the shaman prize. Yeah. Or your, or, your, or your choice of two regular shamans. And by the way, this is probably gonna go up in price, guys. Shh! Stop! Yeah. Stop it! <laughs> I mean, this card's insane. I know it's insane. It's it seeing like insane. all sorts of crazy legacy play. Like it was in. Uh, there was an, actually a really good article on um, legitmtg.com this week, actually, by Paul Fudo. I think it's how I pronounce his name. Yeah. And uh, he actually goes through. It's finance in a flash. Death to Snapcaster, and he actually goes through and shows the math of how many. Deathrite Shamans versus Snapcaster Mages are actually in the top 16 of Legacy Opens, or top 8 of an Invitational. And through the graphs, you see there's a lot of, de- there's a lot of Snapcasters, and then they, they start to slowly get smaller and smaller as the number of Deathrite Shamans start to grow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and the other, the other card that is affected by this is Knight of the Reliquary. That card is pretty much garbage now. Yeah, because the lands don't last very long in the Graveyards, folks. Yep, because the Deathrite Shamans, they can tap and eat those lands. So basically, oh, unless you need someone who's going to tutor your land, you know, then you have uh, you have Knight of the Reliquary. Unless, you know, don't expect a big knight. That's all I'm saying. Yep. All right, so let's do that. So the best story about getting another Magic player into listening to the AT, expanding our brand. Yes. Free Deathrite Shaman with you. Yep. Oil. And we will also read the top. We'll re- we'll each pick, like, 
what we thought was like we'll all have to agree on what the best one is but we'll also read another one that we like so there's also a good chance that you'll you could get just read on air which would be pretty crazy yeah yeah maybe we'll read you on air okay um also, let us know if you want us to do uh, just another show next week or if you want us to do a hangout. We've heard a lot of people asking for a Christmas hangout so that they can all just, like, come and dirtle with us for a while. Um, so let us know what you want. And if, and if we... you want to send us gifts, we will accept them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tyler and the Saw Shack, Because, like, I have to tell you, the fucking popcorn is absurd. There's, like, kick-ass habanero popcorn, and it is delicious. It mm. is so delicious. Yeah. So, see, like multiple shoutouts all day long, all day. All right, so I guess that's it, everybody. Merry Christmas. Send in your uh, your stories, and enjoy your holidays. And we will see you next week. And don't forget to let us know how you want to see us. And I guess after that, the next major one is look for details about Pro Tour Montreal, right? Like that's our next monster. Yep. Yeah, and also, just keep checking back for episode 100. One of these days. It'll yeah. be so, there. Where's it at, at Carrie Dan. Where is it at? Okay. At Carrie Dan on Twitter. <laughs> just make oh, no. sure. He actually gets a lot from that when he goes to his local store. So, oh. <laughs> Why are you here playing Dude. cards? Get back in the den. Just, episode 100 is going to be released with episode 200. It's a, yeah. it's a dual parter. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh man, right. what a sweet marketing strategy! I never thought of that. <laughs> I know, I'm a marketing genius. You are a marketing genius. What I know. Is, what is <laughs> legit? Me too. Me what? Too. What? What is this? A professional karaoke club? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, everybody, have All yourselves right. a good, uh, good holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>